uh, happy Mother's Day, and it's great to have uh, all of our moms. Robin, I appreciate you. Uh, uh, don't apologize for showing emotion. I think that's, uh, I, I, personally, I just think that's special when that happens. Uh, and uh, thank you for pointing out that even if you're not a mom, uh, that that you uh, you play a great role oftentimes in other people's lives um, and uh, and mother them. So thank you uh, very much uh, for for your time of prayer devotion. There are all types of there are all types of award shows. Uh, I, I'm not a particular fan of award shows. I don't watch them that that often. But but some of you know when they're coming on, and I mean that's that's must see TV or or you at least uh, tape it so you can watch it later. There's there's uh, the Academy Awards, which talks about all the best movies, the everything with movies. There, there's the Emmys, there's the Grammys, there's the Dove Awards, which talks about Christian music, the Daytime TV Awards, the ESPYs, Country Music Awards. You, you can find award the, the the most beautiful woman, the most handsome man, the Man of the Year, the Woman of the Year, the best dress, the worst dress. You can you can you can find an award show or an award for just about everything. So this morning, we're going to talk about the greatest mother award. So we're going to, we're going to nominate here today and, and talk about, uh, some of the greatest mothers. Uh, I do want to point out though, as we do this, we're going to be a little bit interactive here. So this will go as, as good or as bad as, as you guys take part in. Uh, and, and the quicker you respond, the quicker the sermon will be over. So just a little point there. Uh, on this. So I'm going to ask you at a couple of different times to make a nomination. Now we're not going to vote on these, so don't be worried about anyone b- uh, being embarrassed, but, but just for a chance for uh, actually maybe encourage someone by saying, Hey, yeah, I see that in this mother. There's only one rule or one requirement with that. You cannot, sorry, you cannot nominate your own mother. So uh, that'd just be too obvious. So, uh, and, and, and I know your mom is the best one in all of these. Uh, just go ahead and whisper that to her if she's here, uh, and let her know that, you know, hey, he won't let me say you mom, but, uh, I, I would have otherwise. So, so we're gonna look this morning as we kinda talk about this idea, we're gonna look really for three applications and just kinda be aware of this. First of all, the, the first application is that, that we learn to appreciate. And, uh, speaking as a child, speaking, uh, as a, a husband, uh, married to the, the mother of our children, we, we need to appreciate and make sure, and we have a day about that, so I guess we, we try to do that, but make sure that, that the mothers in our life are, are shown appreciation. So, so first application, let's be sure that we appreciate the moms and the wives in our life. Uh, moms, let's, as we look at some of this stuff, some of these ideas that we're talking about, some of these best moms, let's, let's aspire to that. Ladies, let's, Let's see that, and I, and I think so many of you are nailing this, but, but let that be an encouragement. Man, I, I want to be that. Let me inspire to be that kind of mom. And, and finally, we'll just touch on this when we finish up here this morning. We, we can see these characteristics and these qualities that, that we see in moms, and, and they all translate just perfectly into us uh, as believers. That, that They translate perfectly into us living a life for Christ, and so I would encourage you to prioritize uh, this stuff in our life. So here's the here's the first award, and I'm I'm just if a couple of you'll throw out some nominations uh, as a way of encouragement, the people that you think would would get this war, award if uh, uh, if if it were given today, the most courageous, the most courageous. Do we have a nomination for, 
here in the church, and they don't have to be here today, by the way, but the most courageous mom award. Craig Johnson's mom. I nominate Craig Johnson's mom for the most courageous. Uh, <laughs> definitely, definitely. With uh, she has twelve other children and uh, and adopting three more small ones, five, four, and three. So yes, we probably can just close the nominations right there because I I think. Uh, and, and right there with most courageous is the craziest mama might, uh, might fit that as well. Well, in Scripture, you can, de- you can debate with me on this, but, but anyone want to suggest who in, in the Bible was the most courageous mother? Anyone have a, an idea? Now, this is subjective, obviously. Anyone? Most? Mary? Oh, I never thought of her. <laughs> that's that's going to be a close second, or mine's going to be a close second. But, but possibly, and you'll understand why, the, the most courageous mom in all the Bible had to be Eve, if it wasn't Mary. Uh, if you have your Bibles, turn with me to, to Genesis chapter 4. It's just going to tell us just a little bit there. This obvious scripture, we know this. Adam lay with his wife Eve, and she became pregnant and gave birth to Cain. She said, uh, she said, with the help of the Lord, I have brought forth a man. Later she gave birth to his brother Abel. Uh, now, now catch this. I think she was the most courageous mom in the world because who was she going to go to? When the baby was up at night, you know, three days old, and it won't sleep, it's got colic. I don't know if they had colic in, in, uh, in, in the first, uh, first babies born or not, but who's she going to call and, and reassure that, hey, it, 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 this will pass? Uh, who's she going to ask for... Because she's not going to ask Adam, because Adam would would have been worthless. But so so the first diaper rash, who's she going to say? What now? What do I do? Why is his bottom that color? And all the what is going on? What do I? Who's she going to do? Who's she going to talk to when you know when 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 little Abel or Cain gets mad and starts throwing a fit and he holds his breath till he turns blue? We were there, weren't we, Rita, with our oldest son, and and literally passes out. Who are you going to talk to? We didn't know who to talk to, but we talked to some people and they said, he will live. He will survive. When he, when he passes out, he starts breathing again and it worked that way. Just laid him down, throw the fit, kid. You're not going to get anything. Well, that and a hundred, if not a thousand other situations, uh, who is she going to ask? Hey, is this normal? What do I do now? What's the next step? How, how am I going to make the, make it through this? So, so, Mama, if, if nothing else, just catch this, and this is kind of a, a general uh, note here this morning. You are invaluable resources. Uh, oftentimes, it's for your, your own children, but for other, other moms, other new moms, or other moms that, are, that, that, are, that, that have babies the same age as your babies. You are in, uh, invaluable resources to those people. Uh, I think Eve was courageous because she, she had no one to talk to about it. I, I get a kick out of sometimes my kids... My daughter and my daughter-in-law is talking to, to Rita uh, about uh, about baby stuff. And, and Rita will say, oh, yeah, Caleb did this, or Brian did that, or Joel did that. And I'm thinking, man, I don't remember any of that. And then I'm also thinking, even if I had remembered, I didn't know what to do when that was going on. I was probably worthless and, and useless. So, so, so church, first of all, moms, realize that you're an invaluable resource to help other people be courageous when they're moms. And 
And maybe just as a side note to catch the rest of us, if you don't fall into that mom category this morning, uh, what a great application. And church, that's our job as well. One of the things that we can do, one of the things we can learn today from courageous mothers uh, is that, that we can walk beside other people that are going through similar experiences, uh, whether it's related to children or not, and walk through them. Um, application, so, so let's apply this to us. Uh, moms and dads, let's, or, or, or moms and, and or, excuse me, get this, children and husbands, be sure that you show appreciation uh, to, your, to the moms and the wives in your life. Uh, let them know just how much you appreciate their courage in being the, the, the godly and lovely women and moms that they are. Moms, you need to inspire, just like Eve, to be courageous. You need to be courageous to be a, a good mom, to have the courage to do the right things, to give the right effort, to, to model the, the right attitude. And, and the truth is, there are good moms everywhere. In fact, as I look out over the congregation this morning, I see a ton of good moms. And in fact, all over our, our community and all over our state and all over our country and I, I guess the world, there are people celebrating good moms. There, there are, are children that are gathering together to praise their mother for, for being a good mom. Sons and daughters who are thanking mom for being a good mom, for always being there, for loving them. There's husbands that are, that are celebrating their wife and thanking them for, for, for helping their children survive because they knew if it had just been them alone, they, they wouldn't have. There, there are, there are good people. There are good moms all around us. So, so let me challenge you, moms, aspire to be good moms, but more than that, can I challenge you to not just be a good mom, but to be a godly mom? To be a godly mom. Can I challenge you to aspire to a goal above the rest? Can I challenge you to aspire to be different than most? Can I challenge you to go against the current, to swim upstream against our culture? Can I challenge you to value what, what is most valuable, and that is being a godly mom. And the truth is, it takes courage. It takes courage to be a godly mom. In, in a world that increasingly devalues godliness, it will take courage to be a godly mom. It takes courage to say no when everyone else says yes. It takes courage to say you will when everyone else says uh, you don't have to. It'll take courage. It'll take courage to, to say because it's right when everyone else is saying, well, who cares? It'll take courage to say love others when everyone else is saying love yourself. It'll take courage to say serve others when, when everyone else says just do what you want to do. It'll take courage to say follow God when everyone else is saying, hey, just follow the world and do what the world says. says. So, so let me challenge you to be, let me challenge you to be courageous. To be courageous like Eve was. The, the, the next award, if we will, and so be thinking here real quick on who you might put on this, would be the most committed. So, so two things. The most committed mom in, in the Bible and the most committed mom here in the, the church. Now, this may be a little tougher. Who, who would you nominate to be the most committed mom? I'm going to nominate Craig Johnson's mom once again. Uh, for, for this, I'm, I'm picking on Craig today. So, uh, most committed mom. Anyone? Sharon Hanley. 
All right. Make sure we tell Sharon that because she's in the nursery right now. Speaking of which, so um, so make sure that, that Sharon knows that she got nominated. Anyone else? We've got to have at least one more. Most committed mom. Christine. Oh, good one. Good one. Definitely Christine. Um, I'll throw Johnny in there. He does a little bit. He's not a mom, obviously, but uh, uh, Johnny certainly is a committed dad. Uh, how about the bottom? Who do you think the most committed um the, the the most committed mom in the the Bible was anyone you're gonna say Mary huh Moses mom did you cheat I thought you did <laughs> I know they may not pick up on that but am I white we we're just like this so I mean we are together. Turn with me to Exodus chapter 2. You're going to see possibly one of the most committed moms. Now, now, kind of backstory so you kind of know what's going on here. The uh, 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 Israel is uh, captive in Egypt, and the Pharaoh, I don't understand why necessarily, but Pharaoh said all the, the male children born to the Israelites must be killed. They told the midwives to do that, and the midwives just couldn't do it because they knew that God was blessing this, this nation. They knew that there was something special about these Israel. Israelite little babies, and so they refused to do it. In fact, they ended up lying to Pharaoh and said, hey, there, these women have the babies before we get there. So then finally the Pharaoh says, when they are born, throw them into the Nile River. So that's kind of the back story to what goes on in, in, Gen- or in Exodus chapter 2. Uh, starting with the first verse. Now, a, a man of the house of Levi married a Levite woman, and she became pregnant and gave birth to a son. When she saw that he was a fine child, she hid him for three months. But when she could hide him no longer, she put a papyrus basket for him. She got a papyrus basket for him and covered it in tar and pitch. She placed it and the child in it and put them in the reeds along the bank of the Nile. His sister stood at a distance to see what would happen to him. And if you know the rest of the story, you can certainly read in Exodus and find out uh, Pharaoh's daughter ended up taking the child. And, and, and then they sought a, a wet nurse, which actually happened to be um, Jochebed, his, uh, his mother, and and she taught him all the, the things that she needed to do. She was the most, I think, one of the most committed moms in all the Scripture because she risked her life for a child. Now, now what they were saying to do was, if it's a girl, you can keep it. If it's a boy, you got to throw it in the river. Now, now I'm sure there were, there were moms all over the place that were defying this order, but, but, but she couldn't do it. She couldn't do it, but... But she sought a way to make sure that he lived. She was, she was committed to him. Now, did you notice what it said there? I, I, I find this kind of fascinating. Verse two. Uh, there, uh, it, it says this. When she saw that he was a fine child, she hid him for three months. When she saw that he was a fine child, when, when she saw that he was special. Now, the truth is, I've been around a long time, and apparently, uh, just by the way, church, we're looking for a new secretary at the church. Uh, if you didn't know that, Tanya's getting fired tomorrow uh, uh, for, for something uh, that she's done. So uh, I've, been, uh, I, I've been around almost 60 years, if you didn't know that, didn't see the, the bulletin board or whatever it said. Uh, I didn't see it, but someone said there was something up there about something like that. Uh, I've been around a long time, and, and I, I've seen... I've seen a lot of moms in the hospital with new babies. And you know what I, what I always find is they look at these little babies and they think they're fine. 
Jared, your mom looked at you and thought you were fine. And, <laughs> and then Katie saw you years later and thought you were fine. Yes, exactly. And now, now ladies, just tune out here for a second. I'm just talking to the guys here because I know you ladies all think in, in lockstep on this. But guys, have you ever seen one of those babies before? You know, they're in a stroller. They bring in, they carry in the little car seats, you know, that weigh about 40 pounds now. And they, they peel that baby back to look at that new baby. First time they brought them to church, they peel that back. And, and mom's just beaming with pride. And dad's beaming with pride. And all the, mom, the moms, all the ladies are going, oh, it's such a beauty baby. And you, you look down there and you think, my goodness, that child is ugly. I don't say it. I've never said it. I'm talking to the guys. Rita, I'm talking to the guys. Guys, have any of you thought that? I've only got a couple, you pansies. Come on, guys. You've thought that, haven't you? Haven't you thought that before? And you're like, oh, my. I've got a friend. Now, this person is not not in Troy, so I'm not talking about, this cannot be any of you. I don't think anyone in the church knows who this person is. But I've, I've got a friend, and I... They have a baby, I don't know, six months old or something. And I see the pictures on Facebook. And all the pictures, you know, all the moms are, oh, what a beautiful baby. Oh, what a... And I'm... <laughs> He's going I can always find another job, Rita. Come on. <laughs> I can say that because my oldest son was born a conehead. And he was, Rita thought he was fine. And I'm asking the doctor, is he ever going to be normal again? They, they grow into being beautiful children and beautiful, beautiful adults. So, but, but Jochebed looked at the, looked at, at Moses. Now, now kind of, my mind thinks, obviously I'm in trouble already, but my mind thinks weird. It says she saw him and he was fine. What had, had he not been fine? What, I don't know what, what she's going to do, but all moms look at their babies and, man, I think, man, they are, they are fine. And for her, for her, she was, she was so moved by this child. She saw that he was so, so beautiful. And, and not just that. I don't think she just saw, no, oh, he looks like his dad or he looks, he's got my eyes. I think, I think she saw something that God had put in this child and she was committed to do whatever she had to do to make sure this child had life. Um, mom's, so many of you, if not all of you, are so committed, so committed to your children, so committed as moms. So, so application, dads, uh, let's appreciate, let's appreciate our moms. Let's uh, or, or kids, let's appreciate our moms. Dads, let's appreciate our wives, and just how committed they are. And and if you're not if you're not sure that you can you, you see that you you. You understand. I, I think we understand, or moms. I hope you do that. We that we do appreciate you. Let me let me give you an example. Because if if someone uh, I've seen this many many times in my life. If someone insults a, a child of a mother, boy, you want to see some moms react. My wife is very laid back and, and pretty low key and pretty. She has control of herself most of the time. But you you attack one of her children. I've had to hold her back a couple times, and uh, and. In her anger, I don't think she's ever sinned, but she got close a couple times. Because you, you don't mess with your, your child. Uh, maybe you saw this quote, and I won't get it exactly what she said, but, uh, but after Barbara Bush, First Lady Barbara Bush passed away, one of the quotes I saw her, one of the video clips, was her talking about when people made fun of her husband. She said, when people made fun of my husband, uh, I, I got mad. It upset me. 
But when people made fun of my son, I got furious. Moms, we understand that. Kids, we understand that. Our, uh, there's an appreciation there because we know moms are committed to us. And you ever see anyone, I don't, I don't think this is right, but you ever see one on camera, they, they suddenly find themselves in front of a TV camera, what do they say? Hi, Mom. Why did they never say, Hi, Dad? I mean, they never say, That's right. <laughs> Excellent point. So, hi, mom. <laughs> they always say, hi, mom. Kids kids wake up in the middle of the night, uh, sick. Who do they holler for? Yes. I was so happy that, that was their natural response. Mom, I'm throwing up. Rita, the kids yelling. <laughs> they want you. <laughs> when when they're hurting, I mean, when kids are are hurting physically or emotionally or spiritually, uh, who, who do they want to wrap their arms around them and and just say you're the you're the you're the most special child, you're loved. It's mom. Uh, I, I think we hopefully we appreciate moms uh, aspire to be committed, uh, and you are. Maybe this is preaching to the choir, but aspire to be committed like Jochebed, who made sure no matter what happened uh, that her son Moses was going to live. Um, the next word would go to the most prayerful, the most prayerful mom. Who, who might you uh, um, nominate for this? The most prayerful mom. And if you, uh, first of all, in the church, got to do it in the church first. And anyone want to throw out an, uh, an application there? The most prayerful mom. Jill, Jill got it. Good job, Mary. Oh, that's right. She's not your mom, so you can nominate. It. Yeah, so. Her kids couldn't, but I, I forgot to say that. You can't do your, you can't do your wife either, but, but you got in before I made that rule. Grandma. Another rule. You can't do grandma either. Come on. You guys are, you guys are cutting through the, the, the fine tape here. Perfect. Those several people, uh, that, that we, we nominate and realize that they are, are special, uh, in prayer. How about in the Bible? Who would you say, Rita, you can't answer here. Who would you say is the, the most, Prayerful mom in the Bible. You guys all are cheaters. Okay, join with me if you will in First Samuel. In First Samuel chapter one, the most prayerful mom in all the Bible. Let me, let me. I'll read some of this. Let me just tell you the backstory. Uh, Hannah uh, was was married, and there were there were two. She had, she had a, a rival. Her husband had had another wife, and, and and that wife had children. And Hannah was barren, and. And, and in those times, I don't know that it's a whole lot different now, but in those times, your, your identity as a woman was definitely tied up in your children. Uh, we, we tend to be that way now, but boy, if you didn't have a child, not only was it tough, but you saw that as a almost a curse from God, that God was angry with you some way and disappointed in you some way. And, and so Hannah was going through a rough time because the other wife, and, and, and even though people in the Bible did it, it wasn't God's plan, uh, the other wife was giving her grief because she had children and Hannah did not. Now, if you have your Bibles, look in 1 Samuel chapter 1, starting with verse 3. Year after year, this man went up from his town to worship and sacrificed to the Lord Almighty at Shiloh. When Hophni and Phinehas, the two sons of Eli, and Eli was the, uh, was the judge, were priests of the Lord. Uh, whenever the day came for Elkanah to sacrifice, he would give portions of the meat to his wife Penel, to his, uh, to all her sons and daughters, but to Hannah, he gave a double portion because he loved her and the Lord had closed her womb. And because the Lord had closed her womb but kept, 
but her rival kept provoking her in order to irritate her. This went on year after year. Whenever Hannah went up to the house of the Lord, her rival provoked her till she wept and would not eat. Elkanah, her husband, said to her, Hannah, why are you weeping? Why don't you eat? Why are you so downhearted? And ladies, if you ever want to understand how, how dense we are as guys, this next phrase will, will explain that. Don't I mean more to you than ten sons? Uh, uh, I imagine she slapped him. Dude, what are you thinking about there? No, you're not. No. Uh, once when they had finished eating and drinking in Shiloh, Hannah stood up. Now Eli the priest was sitting on a chair by the doorpost of the Lord's temple. In bitterness of soul, Hannah wept much and prayed to the Lord. And she made a vow saying, O Lord Almighty, if you will only look upon your servant's misery and remember me and not forget your servant, but give her a son, I will give him to the Lord for all the days of his life. And no razor will ever be used on, on his head. She was taking a, a Nazarite vow for her, uh, for her son. Uh, as she kept on praying to the Lord, Eli observed her mouth. Hannah was praying in her heart and her lips were moving, but her voice was not heard. Eli thought she was drunk and said to her, how long will you keep getting, uh, keep on getting drunk? Get rid of your wine. Uh, not me, my Lord, Hannah replied. I am the woman who is deeply troubled. I have not been drinking wine or beer. I was pouring out my soul to the Lord. Do not take your servant for a wicked woman. I've been praying here out of my great anguish and grief. Let me just stop there. Eli eventually says, hey, you're going you're gonna to have a, a, a child. And we know that child was born to her. Hannah, just a couple quick things. Hannah prayed. Before Samuel was ever born, Hannah prayed. Before she ever became pregnant, before she ever knew that she was going to be a mother, she prayed. One thing I know about some of you, probably every one of you that nominated a, a wife or a, another lady in the church or a grandma, and we probably could have had numerous nominations. Let, let me let you know one thing I know for sure is that some of you, some of you children were prayed for long before you ever, ever were. Long before your mom knew that she was going to be a mom. Long before she, she dreamed of who you would be, she was praying for you. Hannah, Hannah prayed for a child, and, and, and let me just take it a step further. Not only did she pray, but she also made a vow. She vowed, Lord, that if you give me this child, I'm, I'm going to give this child to you. Now, let me just make a blanket statement here. You pray for a child, when you wean him, don't bring him to the church, I don't want him. We, we, we can probably get, you know, find someone that would, but you know, you don't need to do that. That was kind of a special one-time deal. Samuel became uh, a special man and a special prophet of the Lord, but that's, that's probably not going to happen today. So go ahead and keep the child. But she made a vow. Lord, Lord, this child belongs to you. So moms, can I, uh, can I challenge you, uh, to be like Hannah? To, uh, aspire to pray for your child. Sons and daughters, please know you've been prayed for over and over and over again. Let's finish up with just one one last thought. We'll go to the New Testament on this one, so some of you are going to have this one. But the most faithful. Uh, who, who would you nominate as being the most faithful uh, mom here in the church or in your life? The most faithful mom. Wilma, she can't hear me, but Wilma, someone tap her on the shoulder. Say, Wilma, you just got nominated for being faithful. Write her a note. Let her know that she was just nominated. 
course, he has no idea what we're talking about, so that would, but definitely Wilma. So, Rick, your job is to make sure she understands that later this afternoon, that we see her as faithful, definitely, definitely. Anyone else? Come on, just throw a name out. I don't care if you believe it or not. Charlotte, Charlotte Thomas, faithful, definitely faithful. You could be in for the prayer one, too, so faithful in prayer, faithful as a mom. Uh, in, in Scripture, you already know what the answer is. Someone go ahead and tell me the answer to the most faithful one in the Bible. Come on, I'm not going to call you a cheater. Oh, someone didn't pick up on, on the answer. Thank you, good answer, but that's not the right one. Someone tell him the right answer. Someone must have guessed Hannah. Rita, go ahead and say who the... Lois and Eunice, Timothy's mom and grandma. So if you have your Bibles, turn to 2 Timothy, 2 Timothy chapter 1, verses 3 through 7. There it says, I thank God, this is Paul speaking, Timothy was his young protege, he was teaching him to, to, to pastor and training him to be a leader in the church. I thank God, whenever, uh, whom I serve as my, for, my forefathers did with a clear conscience, as night and day, I constantly remember you in my prayers. Talking about Timothy and, and his family. Recalling your tears, I long to see you so that I may be filled with joy. I am reminded of your sincere faith, which first lived in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice, and I am persuaded now lives in you also. One of the most faithful moms in the Bible, two of them, was Lois and Eunice, who, who modeled who modeled their faith to young Timothy, who was going to be something special in the kingdom of God. She was, they were, they were faithful. They were faithful. Moms, let me just point out one last application here. There's a lot of things you can do for your children. There's a lot of gifts that you can give them. In fact, we've done this a few times. We've asked our grown children, hey, what was your favorite Christmas gift? Or what was your favorite birthday gift? And, and sometimes they can come up with an answer quick. Sometimes they're not. Truth is, we, we don't remember many gifts that we received unless it was something just really big or something huge. But, but can I challenge you to give them the gift that does last? Can I challenge you to give them a lift, uh, the, the gift that, that touches their lives and changes who they are? Can you give them the gift of being faithful? If you can model Christ in your life, if you can show them what it's like to love Jesus, what it's like to serve Him and to be committed to Him, if you can show your children how to be faithful, you've given them the best gift. And you get the award. You get the award, the most faithful mom. So church, let me just... Let me just finish by just saying this simply. There's some application for us. As we walk with the Lord, let's, let's be courageous. Let's be courageous. Let's, let's have commitment. No matter what happens, we're staying committed. Let's be prayerful. Let's bathe our life and our church and our witness in prayer. And let's be faithful faithful to the Lord. Would you bow with me as we pray? Father, we thank you this morning for the moms uh, in this church. Father, we thank you for the moms in our life. Some of them are here. Some of them are, are, are back in our homes. Father, some of them are home with you. 
Father, we just give you praise and thanks for so many of those moms that were good moms. And Father, even more importantly, we thank you that so many of those moms were godly moms, that they modeled what it was like to live for you. They showed us the way they were faithful to you while being faithful to us. Father, bless today. Bless today these godly mothers uh, in our church.